Chapter Twenty One of From the Easy Chair, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. From the Easy Chair, Volume Two by George William Curtis. Chapter Twenty One Lady Mavernine on Her Travels. The passenger in the crowded street railway car is often disturbed by the conscious absorption of his masculine neighbors in their newspapers when a woman enters and looks for a seat if she be young and pretty there are apparently seats enough however great the crowd and even if a man is slow to rise he may yet with mr readywit exhort his son sitting upon his knee to get up and give the lady his seat the impatient passenger in his indignation at the want of courtesy upon the part of others sometimes forgets indeed to rise himself but there is always some nathan comfortably seated farther away whose amused look says to the impatient but stationary david thou art the man it would be very unfair to generalize from this frequent situation that the american is uncourteous on the contrary he is the most truly polite man among men of all nations lady mavernine who is familiar with the society and the manners of many countries and who has been always accustomed to hear americans in europe described everywhere and with pungent emphasis as those americans was amazed upon coming here to find universal courtesy in the street or at the railway station she said if i ask anybody any question i receive the most prompt and polite reply everybody is at my service not with much bowing or flourishing but heartily and honestly i have never seen such universal courtesy when she was asked whether she had observed the absorption of the street-car passengers in their newspapers she smiled and said that she had never been obliged to stand because someone was sure to rise but in paris she said that often as she was passing to a seat monsieur crapaud raising his hat politely and saying warmly pardon pressed by and secured the seat lady mavernine who tells a little story with great humour described a scene in a crowded church in paris an apparent lady was disturbing everybody by pushing along toward a distant chair in the row when lady mavernine arose to allow her to pass more easily and the apparent lady immediately slipped into my lady's chair and held it fast saying only in reply to her earnest remonstrance madame you left the chair i took it you have lost it voila a vagabond of this kind took the seat of a gentleman who had risen to help a lady off a street-car when the gentleman returned he mentioned to the interloper that it was his seat the interloper shrugged his shoulders remarked that it was an empty seat when he took it and that he should continue to occupy it if you don't get out of that seat i'll take you out was the rejoinder of the gentleman whose shoulders were broad the squatter scowled and abdicated lady mavernine found what every lady will find that she could travel everywhere in the states alone with entire safety and surrounded by the utmost courtesy the word lady with which she will be accosted by hackmen and porters and conductors is spoken with kindly respect and even if some person in a lady's garb thrusts herself into the queue of passengers 
slowly advancing to the window of the ticket office to buy tickets there may be sour looks and amazed stares but she will generally have her way so great is our courtesy that we honor the counterfeit claim the source of the most serious objection to the demand of suffrage for women is the secret apprehension that men will lose their sincere deference and treat women as they treat other men thus robbing life of the tender romance of chivalric courtesy emerson says of the successful lover and his mistress she was in heaven while he pursued her as a star can she be heaven if she stoops to such an one as he yet while this feeling is frequent and seems to many very plausible it is the true respect of the american for women which is the real strength of this very movement the european sentiment for woman is still somewhat medieval she is still the goddess of the troubadours and the many singers but a goddess who is treated as the south sea islanders treat their gods beating them when they are not propitious to the american she is wordsworth phantom of delight seen upon nearer view and it is idle to prattle about her sphere as if she did not instinctively know it more truly than men the universal courtesy which lady maverneen remarked is essential respect and kindliness of feeling which no more permits a man to gild his selfishness with a pardon and a touching of his hat than it permits him to strike a woman yet although courtesy is essentially in the heart and is kind feeling rather than respectful manner it is not worth while to despise the manner if we must choose between the good heart and suavity of address between boythorn and lovelace of course we shall choose boythorn but why not both why not the mensana in corpore sano in the iron pen longfellow says and in words not idle and vain i shall answer and thank you again for the gift and the grace of the gift o beautiful helen of maine it is not only the gift it is the grace in giving which completes the charm the young american of to-day puffs his cigarette in the face of his partner on the balcony in the boat or in the wagon and smiles at the frilled lothario of yesterday bowing in his flowered coat and paying stately compliments as stiff as her brocade to the dame whom he addresses the youth is right in saying that the flowered coat and the stately compliment were the dress and the speech of an old sinner but he would be right also if he remembered that familiarity breeds contempt and that he may wisely distrust his feeling for any woman who does not put him upon his good behaviour the courtesy which lady maverneen observed in the railway station and in the street was plain but it was genuine respect naturally produces courtesy good manners are the cultivation of natural courtesy the gift and the grace of the gift this was the chief remembrance and it was a unique and precious treasure which lady maverneen carried back to europe from america End of chapter twenty one